Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number three already. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jace, and let's head down south to Corpus Christi, and let's talk a little fishing with Captain Cliff Webb this morning. Cliff, good morning. How are you? Morning, Mickey. Wind blowing up up there. It's a little windy here. You guys are talking about the wind up a little bit. It's probably 12, 15 here in Corpus, too. It's a little, Man, that's calm for here way. right now. We're like yeah. 27. <laughs> yeah. I noticed you're a little bit higher up there. But, yeah, it's been a, it's been good fishing here. They had that uh, that big tournament last weekend. The, you know, that was Legends, some of the best yeah. drop fishermen. Yeah, some of the best drop fishermen. And, boy, some of the fish they caught were really good. They caught some fish up to nine pounds. Uh I mean, if you saw some of those fish caught, just really I good. I did. Fish. Uh, yeah. I was watching some of those live weigh-ins. You know, the videos of me was putting yeah. up. At, you know, when as they had come in, and uh, wow, I think that big one was what a nine point one seven or something. That, mm-hmm. that was yeah. A good one. And there's some other. And there was some and more the fish caught. Before there was an eight something. You know, a guy caught that yeah. he was leading with. Pretty impressive. And then, uh, la- yeah, I think this uh, Tuesday there was a nine caught here. You know, wow. so we're seeing some big fish, and boy, I'm They're catching big there, fish. I hadn't hit, yeah. Oh <laughs> man, I just, and it's just a shame too because, uh, you know, they're they're going to move my limit again back to five, and but we're just now getting ready to getting our top end back, and our our 27 to 32 inch fish are really making a move because of these big fish we have, and, and what's going to happen is uh, when they change it back in September, all the top somebody's going to take in the top end fish every day. You think about someone's going to take their fish over 25 every day. Well, you have hundreds of people doing that. You're taking a lot of ten pounders for three or four years from now. I mean, sure. I wish they, I wish they'd cut that off, you know, so we could have some monster fish again. Because let me tell you what, this uh, this limit size limit made a big difference in our in the size of our fish here between last year and this year. These fish have grown two or three inches because sure. of all the bait they've got. They got so much to eat. Their growing time, their their growing is just crazy right right now. Boy, that was a stump. But, that one picture you sent that you caught looked like on a pink skitter walk. Man, and, what a uh, day I had. Man, that, that looks like a Galveston fish, man. He's just fat from the head all the way down to the stub of his tail. Yeah, said, that man, was that's a, a chunky day. fish. Beautiful man, that was a couple, of, couple of great days there. You know, I had Roland, your buddy Roland, on Monday. Right. His brother Pete. And um, they've been down fishing with Brian. They just killed him and Brian in the winter. And uh, 
South Padre. But let me tell you what, before I tell you all how great fishing I had with Roland, I'll tell you what Roland did. So about, I don't know, a few weeks ago before he went with me, he was down fishing in the back of Alazon and tripped on a rock and cut his hand, I mean bad, where they had to put a tourniquet on it, take him to the hospital. Oh, my <laughs> so, God. He's messed up. And then he's working cattle somewhere and sticks one of those syringes in his hand full of all that stuff. So, Raleigh's had a hard a hard year, man, so he's back. But he came, him and his brother came and fished with me on Monday. And boy, so good to see him. And good fisherman, man. He had some nice fish. What was he doing vaccinating cattle? I have no idea, you know. What, did he go to anyway. a dude ranch? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing anyway. You know, Ron, he's always doing something. But, uh, boy, he, he's uh, all over the place. That guy's something else, is. man. man I've a, known a lot of them over the years, but he's, uh, he stands out. I'll promise you. Yeah. I, I always, always like fishing with him. He's so funny, you know, and so I know it. I got, I got three guys. I got, you know, I got him and his brother, Pete and Andy, another guy they brought. And, uh, I seen rolling up really shallow. I've seen, seen these fish up really shallow, but what's happening. So we've had these tournaments all weekend long, two big tournaments and these fish are sore lip. They're beat up. They're run over. I mean, they're, they are whooped. And so we're in fish, we're in fish and we're getting blow ups and getting short bites, but you can just tell that it's been whacked. And then, uh, you catch some four or five pounders, uh, and, uh, Pete was throwing that double D and he was just, he was twitching up on top and they were blowing it, wouldn't hit it. I said, Hey man, Pete, I said, just turn that rod to 45 degrees, just crank it real slow and pause it every once in a while. He started whacking the four to five pound fish on it. Oh, I look boy. up and of course, Roland's just out of sight. He's way up shallow. And then I, I see him waving at me over there. And so, oh, man, something's wrong, you know. So my guys are way spread out, and he's probably half a mile away, and, and you know, Pete's way off, and Roland's separated. So I troll him, get way over there, I troll him motor up there, and and uh, Roland's on a huge school of trout, like six-pounders. I mean, blowing out of the water on top where he's so excited. He's catching him on top water. So I troll back out. I go all the way around to get Andy. It takes me about 20 minutes to get him back over there on the fish course. He's walked out of the school. This <laughs> time you get everybody back over there, it's right. kind of bite was over on that. But we struggled. And as the sun came up and the boat started moving around, the fish moved out from that shin deep water on out to waist deep water. And uh, we started catching, but not as big. It wasn't those six, five and six pounders. But mm-hmm. you could just tell there was a lot more fish in there, Mickey, than we were catching. I right. says, I think Tuesday's going to be better. And so, uh, we returned to the keel on Tuesday, and boy, was it better! Yeah, man, it was good. I had uh, I had Tobin from Trout Support, which is really a good fisherman, and uh, he brought a guy too with him, Oscar, two really good fishermen, and uh, we get there right at daybreak, right where Roland had had seen that big school of trout, and uh, I ease up there, and it's really one of those great mornings. As I'm easing up the shoreline, this this pack of coyotes must have been 20 in it. They just lit up, and it just lit up the whole sky with that howling and barking sound, uh-huh. you know, just really a cool morning, you know. And as I'm easing up at the trolling motor, I can tell the way the mullet's acting. So they're just blowing out of the water, and they're nervous, and you can just smell it. You know the big trotter on them right now, you know. And so we got to walk into the wind about three or 400 yards to get in behind them. And so Tobin takes out real shallow, and I get everybody up there real shallow. Oscar spreads out. We get up there. And I hear the first bullet, boom, Tobin's on, man. He's got a stud up there. He's in, he's in shin-deep water. He's in two foot of water, and it's hard to get fish to bite. You've got to be real stealthy. Yes. But he's got a 28-and-a-half-inch fish on up there, and it's blowing out of the water. And so I'm, I'm watching him fight, and I'm, I'm throwing the top water, and I let it set. Boom, I get smoked, a six-pounder. 
<laughs> so I reel it in, and while he's fighting his fish, I catch I catch two fish while he's fighting his fish in the shallow water. That's how much drag he was taking out. I catch the five and the six, and as I walk, I'm going to walk over to him, I throw out again, and that's when I catch that fish on that pitcher. And that fish was over 28, close to 29, 30. That that's a, that's a stud, man. And so I want a picture of it, you know, so I, I can't take a picture by myself. And, and Tobin's got that fish on, so I thought, well, I'll walk up there where Tobin is. We'll take our pictures together, you know. Right. So when I walk around those, I should have stayed in that school of fish. I'm trying to get uh, Andy over to me. I said, hey, Andy, come over here, man. Take my picture. Get in the school of fish. But he's, he's stuck on Tobin over there because Tobin's fighting that big fish. He didn't want to leave, you know. So the poor guy's stuck between two big bunches of fish. Don't know which way to go. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I just walked over to uh, Andy and took my picture of that fish and let it go, you know. Oh. And then, of course, as the sun comes up, the, the bite is slowed down. But, man, there was some big fish in super shallow water. You know how exciting that is when you get oh, into them in that man. water. It don't oh. get any better than that, brother. It's just amazing. Just amazing. But uh, we stood on that school, and as as the sun come up, we worked them out deeper, and we pretty much caught them all day long. And then the flounder bite caught some big flounder, and then our flounder started to show up. That's and, good. Uh, mm-hmm. But... Uh, you know, Tobin's a, Tobin's a really neat guy uh, to fish with. He's got so much knowledge of our bay. What he's doing now, he's taking his side his side finder, his side view, and uh, mapping the entire bays and stuff and, and mapping it. Pretty impressive what he's able to do in Corpus Christi Bay and stuff with his with side finder. You know, marking stuff you don't know exists and, uh, you know, tracking it. So pretty yeah, good. Yeah, side imaging is cool. Side it, imaging, uh, yeah. It'll definitely, that stuff just stands out when you hit it with it. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's it's a it's a great tool. It's uh, and it's going to get better and better uh, as technology gets better. So the the side view is a, is a game changer once you learn how to use it. It's it's, it's yes. amazing. It yeah, is. I watched Will use that when we were when we, you know when I'd go up there every spring and bass fish with him at Rayburn. That was uh, mm-hmm. what a game changer. It is, man. These young guys are so good with them. Oh my God, these tournament guys—they're oh, <laughs> really yeah. good with that stuff. It's uh. Did you see what Sweeney and those guys won? How much money they won in that tournament? Uh, for the year was two hundred and twenty-six thousand or something like that. <laughs> That's not a bad paycheck for team of the year. Two hundred twenty thousand dollars check. <clears throat> well, the Blackwell boys, my buddies, won this last one. Uh, real good kids, they're young young gentlemen and uh, just super good fishermen, and uh, they won like ninety thousand this last tournament. <clears throat> but there's some serious money coming in these saltwater tournaments. We're catching up with the freshwater bass fishermen, really are. So Sweeney and him, that was one check for just team of the year, or was that yeah. accumulation for all year? Not, I'm, boy, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I know they won the boat at the end of the year. I don't know if that was a combination of all three of the things they won, all the money they won, because you know you got to you got to uh, place pretty high up there to get team of the year. You got to do good in all bases. Oh yeah, you got to so, you got to roll. But, you know they get one a boat and everything else and. And that's what's so incredible about our saltwater tournaments. We're catching up with the the freshwater guys, and and, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and money wise, it's it's getting serious out here. And uh, we're following the bass bass lead by letting these fish go. And just think what this did, Mickey. So before in these tournaments, all these big fish were taken out of our area and taken somewhere and dumped out. Half of them didn't survive. They probably didn't come back where they lived. Now no, everything's put right back in there, right back in there. You know, so they're going to be there next year. You know. But that's uh that's the only way to roll right there all tournaments need to do that 
I mean, it it, is. there's no reason not to now with, with these cell phones and the video and, and all that. There's uh, It just makes good sense. You know, and we're having all these oil field and, and uh, construction tournaments this year, builders and electrical tournaments all this year, and they're all kill tournaments. And what the deal is is uh, you got to catch – everybody catch three fish 23 inches, the three biggest 23 inches and a redfish and a flounder. So, you know, if they raise it back – to 25 mickey you're going to take three 25s and one over 25 on all right. these tournaments I mean, turn, that's just not it's not helping our base system you know and that that adds up into hundreds and hundreds of fish over yes, a year's time at, well uh, that and that and the ones that don't get to spawn you take them out they're not going to put any babies back for you you know that's no, those are the breeders and you're going to lose those good yeah. genetics all for a piece of fish that you left in the freezer to freezer burn. That's what gets me. That's it. Take the ones you can eat that day. Don't freeze them, man. Just, you know, don't take them. Give them to your neighbor. Let your neighbor That's go it. fish. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let me knock this break out, Cliff. I'll come right back. We'll talk some right, more about you. this. I'll be right back right, to you. Well, you know, Boyd's One Stop, they're the home of the supercharged, super slimy powerhouse. Croker's located right at the base of the Texas City Dyke at 227 Dyke Road. If you're looking for quality live bait for your next fishing trip, look no farther than Boyd's from their tanks to your live well. That bait's as good as it can possibly be. There's no better way to live your bait than with their oxygen response system. You can check them out firsthand at the store. They're on display. Or if you need more info on it, call Jason Cogman at 281-701-8107. And if you're looking for wild-caught gulf seafood, Boyd's has it. And plus, we're in the height of crawfish season and Nobody's got them like Boyd's, the best price you can find and availability. Check them out at boydsonestop.com, or you can call the store at 409-945-4001. When you go by and see the good folks at Boyd's, please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 620 here in the Bayou City. All right, Cliff, we are back, my friend. All right, buddy. It's uh, looking like we're going to have a little bit of uh, weather here tomorrow for us. 
we haven't been getting that rain you've guys you guys got we're just kind of I know I saw the way that came down and it just went uh northeast of you guys when it mm-hmm. was clearing the coast y'all missed all of it hope it gets out of here by Monday I got a trip well, on I'll Monday, gladly so. give you all the rain I've been getting I've had enough <laughs> enough I'm, I'm washed out yeah we're so we're a salt bath back here or we don't. We can use lots of rain. It's, it's it's salty, which is good. And our tides have been back up, which really puts our fish back up on some areas that they need to be right now. And our fish are just starting to really spawn out. I don't know what your guys are doing there in the middle of spawn, but we're starting pretty good here. Our fish are really doing it. So, you know, once that water will stay at 76, it makes a big difference. It just keeps bouncing back and forth. But I'm half my fish I'm catching are starting to spawn. You know, I'm starting to see their bellies, you know, starting to right. flatten out. It's kind of I noticed uh, in that picture you were uh, not wearing monkey gloves that day. I hadn't seen you without oh, them in a while. You running out of let them? Let me tell you glow. what. I'm, I'm, I'm down to what, one my, pair. <laughs> mine are so wore out. You know, it's amazing how I, the palms of my hand from holding the rod, they'll get real thin, you know. But uh, I sure didn't need them that day because my hands are getting cracked and stuff. So I'm going to have to dig out. I think I got another pair in there. But I really wear them in the summer for sun protection, too. But, uh, yeah, that's when I really uh, they come in handy for me. They keep the sun off the top of your hands like that. You know, and what I'm seeing too, Mickey, on my whitefish from this time of year. So when these fish are up real shallow in that shin deep water, I'm having these guys wear these white hats. You know, especially the tall guys that are like six five, six four. They have they'll wear these big floppy white hats that you know that cover their face, but they're flopping white. It looks like a big bird, white bird hovering over the water. <laughs> they have a hard time. They have a hard time getting on the fish. It's amazing. They stand out like a sore thumb. Then you got the then you got the short people like me dressed in blue. I can walk right up on those fish, but you take a tall guy with a white shirt, or especially those white rag hats that wear around their face. It's kind of flopping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that's like a predator. It's like a like a bird hovering over. You want to jump down your back and eat you. You know that's those fish right. have dealt with that all their life. You know since they were little. Anything in this white above them is not good. So and don't think them yeah, fish can't see you, man. Because they oh can. man, especially where I'm fishing, Mickey. You know when you can see the fish, they can see you, and that's why well, yeah. I tell people. You're not going to catch these fish wading real fast because they're going to be right out. You're going to be 75, 80 yards ahead of you here in your, your slosh. you got to stop and look way ahead of you and spot that fish and then, you know, stalking. It's a stalking game, and that's what's so fun about it. Now, what's happening, too, now in these flats? As the sun comes up, these fish are moving. You know, a flat. The, our flats have trenches like the gulf. They have little, you know, bellies rolling sands. And right. maybe six or eight inches deep difference. Well, they'll follow those guts, and you, you really can't see them in the bottom of those guts. They'll just, they'll just lay right on the bottom of gulls, guts and wait for something to swim over that edge, and they'll whack it. And so uh, we're walking parallel with those little guts and casting down those guts, even though you really can't see them until about 9 or 10 o'clock through there. Right. And then by 9 or 10 o'clock, <laughs> their antennas are up, and they've already fed. The problem is they're feeding at daylight because we have so much bait. I mean, the amount of bait I'm fishing under is unbelievable. Thousands of mullet and pogies and shrimp, little bitty two-inch shrimp jumping out of the water, you know? Oh, man. And so, you know, oh, and the night fishing is good, but we're dealing with so many fish that you're throwing at are so full that, you know, how many times you throw over there and that fish just can't, can't eat again, you know? So, you know, you've got a lot of fish when you're catching fish amongst all that bait and all that stuff. You know there's a lot of fish in there because a lot of them are full, but th- there's enough that's not full, you're catching them. So that means you've got a very healthy fish system. Yeah, they've got stock. competition in, uh, mm-hmm. at uh some of them don't get to feed out as quick as the others, and then you're catching the ones right. that are still still got food food on exactly. their mind. They need one and more you know, snack. 
and what I realized how good my system was. So all these tournament guys have two boats. They got a burn boat, real high, fifteen foot in the air. They can burn down the shorelines and locate all the schools of big fish. Then they got a fast boat to get there. When you got thirty or forty of these guys with burn boats, they cover the entire Alazon, Bathin Bay, Mansfield, Yarbrough. They cover everything. Well, I know all those guys. I fish with ninety nine percent of them. I hear not maybe not before the tournament, but after the tournament, how many fish they see in how many areas. And all these mm-hmm. burn boats are not just seeing fish in certain areas. They're seeing fish all over the shore. All over the place. You know, there's just there's pods of fish here, pods of fish on this side, pods of fish on here. And they're running the schools of, you know, 30, 40 big trout in a the school. They had, uh, they had a big school up here in Corpus Christi Bay that was probably 100, 150 fish, a big ball of four to eight-pound trout, mm-hmm. you know, just like the old days. And you would never see that unless you're 15 foot in the air in that gin clear water running through the flats and two foot of water. You'd never see that as a record exactly. anchor unless you see the, unless you see the dirty, unless you can, you know, what we looked for in the old days was, was dusty water, like a little different color. Yeah. Cause color. the school That's was so awesome. big and vast that it uh, stirred the water yes. up. Yes. And now it's just like an aerial view. Now I can see them, buddy. You know, they run by them, you know, hit the man overboard button, mark them and then see how much they move the next day. And the smart guys will, pay attention they burn them two days in a row. How, which way which direction they're going how much they move and hope they don't have a weather change a right. weather change shuffles the deck you got to know what to do so it's it's uh these tournament guys are as good as they get mickey i'm, I'm impressed with them they they're are great fishermen. That's really good fishermen man it's amazing but they teach every, they teach everybody else that the fish are there maybe maybe we're not catching them but well these guys, the, the more inadequates it uh gives them confidence yeah. It does. It you know our fish are there. They're definitely there. Because you can uh, just you know blind hog finds an acre and you can stumble up yes, on them, buddy. <laughs> and we're coming Have up to some great day. time. Our, yeah, our May's coming up where it's an open field. The wind will be down and we can just fish everywhere. So you're going to see some big fish come in May. You know we see a lot of ten pounders in the old days coming the month of May. Right. Simply because there's more fishermen and you can you can cover more area that the wind's not not cheating you out of you know we see some of our bigger fish in in our bay system come in may may was always a good big fish month yeah you said james had a good fish the other day yeah that's good he had a good fish up there that's good yeah they're few and far between up there there's the they're not as prevalent as what you guys are going through but uh hopefully we'll get there mm-hmm. gotta let them our grow up our surf's starting to pop a little bit. There's a few fish caught off the rocks, and the mackerel and stuff are showing up. So our surf fishing is just right around the corner, too, Mickey. Looking forward to that. Well, I'm telling you, I, uh, that's what I'd like to come down there and do. I, those photos you send me in the surf, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a day off for me when I go in the surf. I have no I know. Pressure. You're barefoot <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a pair yeah. of bags and just walking yeah. the edge of the beachfront, reeling toads up on the beach, man. Well, you know, you don't have the boat pressure, the breaking down, the worries and all that. You're just, it's just you and the beach. It's just great. It's about as yeah. good as it gets, you know. And I have very few people want to do that. It's just funny that I, all my cubs are, hey, man, come feed the fish, but they never show up. You know, but hopefully I'll get you down here this year. Well, there's a... Yeah, you and Plog need to make a trip. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna come up and fish with you this summer. You just yeah, tell me gonna... when I'll come. We'll make that but happen. Yeah, I definitely want you to come, you and James. I've never fished with James, and I'd just love to fish with him. Man, it'd be awesome. Well, we can make that happen. <laughs> Good. I need to come up there. But, uh, 
looking for a good week. I think the weather may get me this week. It's uh, not looking too good. I hope they'll let me have Monday. But yeah, our doesn't... forecast doesn't look too bright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see what happens. But uh, it's all good. Our 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 bait situation here is incredible. The amount of bait all the bait stands have. I guess you got the same thing. There's there's no problem getting shrimp or croaker or perch. Anything anybody wants down here. It's pretty amazing. Well, I had a texter just uh, call or text in and uh, listener. He uh, wished us good morning. He wanted to know what sunglasses do you both recommend. Thanks mm-hmm. for all your advice. You can yeah, go I'm, first. I'm still Costa. Yeah, you I'm, still, I'm Costa. I just, yeah. yeah, and, you know, I've got John Gill, the eye doctor, is also a tournament fisherman. He's won many tournaments, and he kind of tweaks my glasses just like I need them, but yeah, I'm coasted. There's a lot of good stuff out there now. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, I'm wearing uh, those Baggios now. I like yes, them. Yes, sir. Oh, they're, they're very nice. Yeah, I tell people the main thing is make sure it covers the light around the, your eyes. You know those square. See, I'm lenses. like you. I like to wrap around, block that light out from coming Have inside. To. Yes, sir. For you know, with the wide frames on the edge yes, like that, and plus yeah. you get a little protection off your skin too from those mm-hmm. and uh, from it. the sun. And you can sure see fish better in, you know, types of lenses. So I, like I've always used vermilion. Yes, I do a lot vermilion, for sight yeah. In the middle of the summer, I'll have another pair, you know, the, the gray lens for just it gets so bright sometimes in the middle of the day I have to put them on. But right, that's what I do is I'll fish. switch up. Mornings I'll do the amber uh, tortoise like you're talking about. And uh, right. then it's the uh, daylight's up real bright in the daytime. I'll, I'll go to the grayish and uh, grayish lens and uh, – Plus, that enables me to see mud bowls and everything a lot better, too. And exactly. And That's another sunlight. thing. You definitely see the difference in color of water, can't you, in the mud bowl? No it make doubt. And another thing that happens to me so many times in the boat, and, and all you listeners, I know this happened to you, when someone breaks out a bottle of that spray sunscreen oh, and God. you're downwind and it hits your sunglasses. It'll you, ruin them. If you, t- if you don't r- rinse them off immediately, they're going to have a fog to them. It's going to be bad. So if they yeah, does guess hit what them, else will ruin them. the lens too is mosquito spray. Oh, big time! They didn't even allow that stuff in Alaska deep. It'll just ruin them. But I'm on the beach. I'll be on the beach. Somebody and they're just some, some little kids getting sprayed down. I'm just going. Oh, take your glass. Everybody take your glasses off. Fix them on your shirt. It's hilarious. All the fishermen. That's the first thing they do. Nobody else even knows that. You know. But you know, you know, I wear prescription glasses. They're several hundred dollars. You know, I can't afford to have that happen to me. You know. So, oh yeah, you get a you get the uh, prescription with uh, yeah. you know the polarization and everything. I mean, six hundred bucks is nothing. Yeah, I know. Of course, I'm blind. I got to have all the trifocal, all that good stuff too. You know, so I used to have 2015 with the glasses I do, but I can't see far, middle, or near, so it's all good. Anyway, <laughs> I can sure see those fish, Mickey. That's all I care can't about. Can't see, I can but I can still smell. Them. I can That's hear it, and buddy. I can smell. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. I mean, yeah. I like, uh, you know, when it's you got everybody lined up and you're waiting around and uh, it's not very good, it's real slow, nothing happening, all of a sudden you hear that bomb go off on somebody's top water. Everybody yeah. breaks their necks looking to that noise. That's, yeah. <laughs> I love it, too, don't you? When Tobin caught that fish, it was so cool because he's way up shallow and it's just, I can barely see him. It's just cracking light, you know. And I'm in that big school of fish and I can just hear those mother going, you know how they move when fish go through them, you know? And all of a sudden, smoke it. And then I hear him bow up. And then I just hear that baby just walk in that shallow water. Then I bowed up, and it's just like, oh, okay. This is, it just took the pressure off me. Like, 
the first 10 minutes of my day, just I relieved, okay, we're in some big fish, you know, because it's, it's stressful. It's you know, amazing what my, uh, yeah. big trout and shallow water does to a man's soul. It's sick. It's, <laughs> it's sick. sick. It really is. Because <laughs> they don't have anywhere to go. they got to go up or just stick their head out. Those things were sticking their head out of the water about a foot and just shaking it. Oh, it was good. Man. And, you know, Tobin throws that grass walker. You know, that's what he came out with, that trough support. And, man, that thing is smoking hot. But they wanted that noise that morning. You know, they wanted that top water. And Tobin, they got no because those fish were pretty water. full. I mean, you were having to <laughs> yeah. you were having to piss them off yeah, to get them to hit, you know. But they fed all night long, and and yeah. a lot of these guys are fished at night too. But even at night, I'm hearing when they go off, they go off about forty five minutes to, to an hour or two, and then they're full, and then they sit there for two or three hours, and you're on them, they want to eat. But that's just a typical, you know, with a lot of bait eat. It's like they live. I swear they live at the Golden Corral. They're sitting there and they got a tent in the middle of the Golden Corral. They eat anytime they want. It's just nuts. Well, the warmer the water gets, the faster their digestive system will work, and right. the longer they'll eat, and and they'll eat more frequent. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just happy. I wish, like I said, we all down here really want them to leave that limit at three. We don't. No, nobody here. I've I ever think they. I mean, all yeah. the people I know that go down there, they they like it where it's at right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, look at the difference it's made down there. I mean, just it, in this it, it short happens. time. And Mickey, it started in Port Mansfield. When they did this in Port Mansfield, right? I remember how those fish came back so fast and got so big in Mansfield, bigger than they were in Bath, and because they changed that limit, you know. And right. Like, oh, man, why don't they do that here? And they did it here. Same thing happened. I yep. mean, you're not taking out you're not taking out those big fish, and those big fish all of a sudden they're 25, now they're 27, now they're 29. Oh my God! You know, we got those big old pigs to catch now. It's a lot more fun than catching a 22 inch trout. A 27, 28 inch trout is a lot of fun. Yes, it is. I mean, <laughs> that's what we do it for. That's what we do it for. We're not out there to catch pencils. No. I mean, mm-hmm. when's a man sat- satisfied enough with catching two pounders? He's, I mean, right. a real true blue blood trout fisherman wants to catch twenty eight and thirty inch yeah. fish. I mean, that's just, that's just where we're you at. You had a deer lease, and, and you know, all you had was six pointers. It wouldn't be near as much fun. You'll okay? no. you know all the guys four pointers, six pointers. It's sure a lot more fun to you know see those bigger bucks. Same thing with the with the fish. Exactly. You know that they're there. Oh so well. We're gonna, we're gonna be chasing them anyway. All right, buddy. Well, hey, Cliff. If somebody wants to come down and fish with you, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. How do they get a hold of you? All right, Mickey. I'm at Erico three six one nine four nine zero seven zero seven. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mickey. All right, man. I I always enjoy it, Cliff. You have a good weekend, right, buddy. buddy. See All right, you, man. Thanks, man. All right, take care. All right, that's Captain Cliff Webb. And I need to talk about the Belleville Meat Market located right in downtown Belleville, a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. Go downtown, look for the big white sign, pull in, and uh, check it out firsthand. This week they're double featuring their sage pecan smoked sausage and jalapeno pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available and on special stuffed peppers and stuffed mushrooms and fresh ground beef daily only 3.59 a pound when you buy it in bulk 10 pounds or more with fresh fryers going for $1.99 and the, their wild game processing they're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs that's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs bring something home from your hunt the whole family can enjoy all year long and the Belleville Meat Market celebrating 41 years serving the greater Houston community 
That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. Let's run up to Lake Livingston now to Pinwall Campground and Marina and check in with Harry D. Tan. Good morning, Harry. How you doing, bud? Hey, Mickey. How are, you, how are you this morning? Ah, I couldn't be better. It's all good. How are you? Uh, I guess it's good. It's going to be a nice morning up here. You know, I was looking out at the lake just now, and, and it's just as flat as a mirror out yonder. And I don't know. You know, it's about 55 or 56 degrees, not a no wind or nothing. So it's a, it looks like we're going to have a pretty morning. It sure does. So anyway, everything's kind of rocking along. We had kind of a touch-and-go week this week. Uh, with weather and we got a pretty good rain and uh, a few things like that. But anyway, they, the, you know, the lake, uh, it's back down real, uh, this is slightly over normal pool, uh, maybe three inches. That, that ain't enough to talk about, maybe. But, but uh, you know, and they got the discharge around 5,500 cubic feet a second. Mm-hmm. And there's just not a lot of water in the river coming down. Uh, it's pretty well emptied out. So, uh, things should be uh, settling out here on the lake again pretty pretty quickly. But, uh, you know, those cat, uh, bulkhead catfish, they're still coming in really, really good. There's a lot of people out uh, taking, taking advantage of that. So that's good. Uh, you know, crappie, uh, crappie's been pretty slow around Pinwa. Uh, I just, uh, upriver, you know, in the feeder creeks. Uh, right. Up yonder, but... Uh, uh, down here in my area, uh, it's, it's not a not a whole lot. So, yeah, but every year is different. That's just the way it goes. You know, they're they're somewhere in the lake. They're just not here. You know, but anyway, we've had a decent week. Uh, it's kind of a it's not a real heavy weekend this weekend at all. Uh, it's pretty light uh, for whatever reason. I, I have no clue. But uh, uh, maybe it's the weather forecast. I think they had rain forecasted maybe for today i'm not sure but uh you know that always that never does yeah there's not much i think tomorrow's a better chance and then tuesday none Uh, and then i think uh no monday none and then tuesday we get a good chance of rain returning again so here we go we we got a you know we got a good uh what a good inch of rain or maybe slightly over an inch here uh this week and 
uh, actually, we, we kind of needed it. Uh, at least my gauge said an inch, and I guarantee you what was on the ground, it looked like more than an inch, so I don't know what it was. But uh, but anyway, uh, we we kind of needed everything. was starting to dry up a little bit. Uh, so anyway, uh, that's that's uh, all right. So we actually we had a pretty good, uh, pretty decent week this week. And all. It, it looks like it's going to be a, a pretty uh, pretty quiet weekend here. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, they've been launching boats I, ever since about five o'clock this morning. And uh, but you know those those people that go out that early, they're all after after the catfish, and, and they'll go, start going home probably about nine thirty or ten. Right. Chad uh, quits running, but uh, anyway, everything's kick kicking along pretty good here in Livingston. It sure is. I mean, it's turning springtime. We got we got green leaves on all the trees, so so that's uh that's a lot that's a lot better. Everything is perking up, so we just kind of need to get on with the with the. I think if this weather ever stabilizes, I think it'll uh, things will be a lot lots better. It'd be nice. I'd like to have just one week of the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice? I mean, yeah. You know, I mean, you get to thinking about it, you know, and Mickey, you remember back, uh, uh, it been that many years ago, but all them blue skies and, and sunshine days, you know, flat lakes and, you know, no wind and everything else. And, 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 and then and everything looks gorgeous and beautiful, but the pressure's so high, you know, it kind of knocks the fish around, you know. It's, it's always something to kind of slow you down. And all, I mean, I was talking to a guy there the other day, and he was talking about these bulkhead catfish. And, and I got one friend; they've got a friend across the lake, and and uh, this was a, a year or two ago, and and uh, they was going out fishing in his backyard, and uh, on the bulkhead, you know, when the shad was running, he said they caught a few fish, but they quit fishing because the waves were sitting hitting so hard. He was just washing the fish and the shad up on the grass, and they just went around picking up fish. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, but, you know, they get in there, you get in the right situation, you know, you get the wind pushing against those bulkheads and stuff, and if the shad and the, uh, the fish are in too, it's just going to throw them up on the grass. So it, it kind of makes an easy way to, to get a little uh, fresh catfish to put in your freezer. It sure does, you know. But uh, it, uh, it's been... It's been doing pretty good. We uh, uh, everything is kind of. I think uh, Mickey, if I was going to guess, I think we're a little uh, behind last year. I'd have to look back at some of my records. I think we're taking a little bit slower start this year than what we. Same what down we here too. Same thing. Uh, just, you know, and I, there's no. I don't know. You can't. You can't really say it's gasoline. I think gasoline's cheaper right now than it was this time last year. I think. And also, I don't know what it is, but well, uh, it's still it's still crawling up. It's yeah, it is. It it is coming coming on, but but uh, I guess we will just have to learn to live with it. I guess, but uh, you know, I mean, you go to filling these boats, and and, and of course, and I know down yonder where y'all at. I mean, we're just a drop in the bucket, like the boats they fuel down there. I mean, but. You know, I mean, we'll have some of these ski boats. They'll take on three or four hundred dollars worth of fuel. But down yonder, I mean, you got those bigger boats. They take on a what a couple thousand dollars worth. I have. Oh worth. yeah, it uh, it ain't cheap. It ain't it ain't cheap, you know. So so, 
what you need. If you have one of them, you need a, a, a couple of friends with big credit cards. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got to go to the restroom right quick. Y'all take care of this, you know. <laughs> y'all, y'all gas this sucker up. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I, I had a friend uh, a long time ago, and he had a, a Learjet, and we'd fly from the Panhandle down to San Angelo. He had a ranch down there, and, and we'd go down there and go quail hunting. And the boy, you talk about awesome quail hunting. That was, it was awesome down there. But with there was one guy, he uh, a friend of his, he got a ride with us, and we was gonna let him off, and, and uh, then we was gonna go on. But but anyway, the, they landed the plane, and and oh, Miller is gonna have the plane fueled up, and that guy said, Miller, let me let me get the gas on this plane, you know. And Miller said, you better you better let me get this. He said you wouldn't like it, you know. I mean, <laughs> but uh, that was that was a lot of it was a lot of money to fuel that plane. I think I think then on those Learjets, uh, with his cost and everything, I think he told me he was costing about twelve hundred dollars an hour to to hold that thing up in the, for every hour it was in the air, you know. But, oh yeah, carbon footprint as they call it. <laughs> uh huh. But I guess that's cheap in today, you know. I mean. I have no clue what it is today, but you know we'd go down there and we'd shoot those quail and stuff. And I guarantee you that one year, Mickey, uh, he had some of these uh, jeeps with the seats on back, you know, that set up above the driver and all yeah, that. with quail rack on them, uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. And uh, you could go down those old uh, uh, dirt ranch roads uh, on his place out yonder, and you'd see a, a covey of bob whites standing in the road, and you'd get out. You'd shoot in those birds on the covey rise. <clears throat> you didn't chase them run. Just get back in the Jeep. You could drive another 50, 60 yards down there, and there'd be another another covey down yonder. And, and, well, that's uh, the way it's been down at Blaine's, my buddies, for the last couple of years, man. I mean, it, you really? know, awesome. go out hunting, awesome. it, there's nothing to jump 30 coveys. I mean, it's, it's – and then, you know, too, if we run into a, a covey of blue quail, you know, we just let them go. They run too fast, you know what I mean? But uh, – <laughs> uh, that was, you know, that was the year they got down yonder and, and uh, uh, somehow they got it uh, that night. They got in my hunting vest and they they uh, they uh, took the shot out of a bunch of my shotgun shells <laughs> and, and put them back in there. And, you know, the next morning, you know, I go bam, you know, and I'd get one and bam, and I'd miss one. How'd I miss that? You know, and it just kept on and off. And I, then I noticed there was a bunch of snickering and stuff going on, but they'd they'd uh, they'd unloaded. I don't know how many of my shells they did, but they. <laughs> I had I went to shaking and here I could hear a rattling. The next one before I even loaded them up, but they uh, they sure had me, they sure had me going there for a little while. But uh, that was that was a lot of fun. You know, yeah, I'm old blue quail. They get to running like that. I just skillet shoot them. Oh, I well, I, I look like what. a bowling ball going through. Bowling pin just cut me a little path out through the middle of them. Go pick them up. Yeah, they, uh, I don't know. You know, they're, I'm they're quail hunting for the that, table fair anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good exactly stuff. Right. There in New Mexico, uh, we always quail hunted on my dad's property and stuff like that. But he had this friend, and and uh, and I think I was about twelve years old or something. But my dad had got me a uh, like a single shot uh, four ten. And old George, he used to he used to kid me all the time because he saw me a 
trying to shoot them on the ground. You're supposed to shoot them in the air, hey, you know. Excuse <laughs> me, shooting field arts, metal arts, and everything else, and I probably did too. You know, <laughs> I was just out hunting something, you know. But uh, yeah, I've seen them blues. They, they take off running. I've seen them go right down a hole, and all it is, they'll just dis- disappear into a, a bunch of uh, mesquite or whatever, and they'll just they'll just go off down the hole, you know. And, uh, you ain't, you ain't gonna get them out there. You don't know if you got a rattlesnake in there with them or what, but but it, probably not. But uh, uh, I guarantee you, they can get up and run pretty pretty quick. They sure can. But uh, that's a lot of fun. We used to we used to quail hunt on uh, uh, Thanksgiving, and we used to uh, uh, every morning we'd uh, Christmas Day we'd go duck hunting. But that was. <clears throat> We we hunted a lot of other times, but we did those on special those special days. I think it's just to get us out of the house where my mother could cook dinner or something, but uh, get us out of the way. But we had a we had a really good time doing that, you know. But uh, it sure was. But, you know, New Mexico can a lot of those areas out there, especially where we live, they can get pretty bleak out there. There ain't a whole lot of there, you know. I mean, uh, there's. You can see miles and miles of New Mexico, and there ain't nothing, there ain't nothing to stop you at all. But anyway, and we used to kill a lot of them prairie chickens too. I mean, uh, but you know those prairie chickens, you know when they come up, if you're not ready for them, they'll scare you to death coming up. They're cackling, making all kinds of noise. But uh, yeah, they'll let you know they're there. But that was a long time ago. It sure was. But anyway, the things are going pretty good up there on Livingston. Uh, it's just a it's a pretty nice day, and uh, uh, I think we should have a. I think we should have a decent weekend. Maybe a little bit of rain. I don't know. I guess we. I think we got there. a little bit of chance coming back tomorrow. I don't know, thirty, forty percent chance. And, that's not. Uh, that's not a whole lot, is it, Mitch? I mean, no, and but, it. Uh, it is for us down here. I mean, I had three inches of rain. You know, night before last, and. Uh, Man, it looked like a six-inch rain. We're so wet and saturated down here on the coast. We're wet. See, we we got that rain uh, here too. We didn't. My gauge didn't say three inches. It said we had uh, oh, just a crack over an inch, maybe. But mm-hmm. I swear, making the ground look like we had gotten three inches. I mean, it, right? It just it just turned everything upside down. You know, you know. I mean. It sure wasn't like an inch of rain if we'd have got it last August. You know what I mean? We'd, we'd never known it rain if you got an inch of so dry then. But uh, well, there's it, other parts of Texas that could use all this, and they're still, you know, real dry. But we're uh, our drought is over down here on the coast. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I've got I got friends that live down around uh, Vernon, Texas, uh-huh. and Vernon all the way up through the Panhandle is just completely a dust bowl. I mean, it's dry, you know, and They've got all that CRP grass and stuff down, especially up on in the Panhandle, you know. And I guarantee you, one one loose cigarette can uh, start a big brush fire up. Oh up yeah, up. or just pull your hot uh, catalytic converter off the edge of the highway and see what happens. It, it's not good. Of course, you know that Panhandle and, and those areas there, you know, the, the wind's always up. You know, I mean, you you take a little bit of little fire in a 20-mile-an-hour wind, and you're going to burn some country up real quick. I, mean, I guarantee you. It's not not good at all. But uh, I don't know. You know, that's that's the 
way that life is in the panhandle. You just gotta, yeah. gotta live with. It. Hope you're not not in it and all. But uh, anyway, that's a pretty good area of uh, world I used to live in. We killed a lot of pheasant up yonder too, Mickey, off those wheat pastures and stuff. And you all. grew up in New Mexico. Yeah, New Mexico. Yeah, we that's where my dad was back. born. He was born in Roswell, New Mexico. Roswell. I was yeah. about. I was. Uh, out of so you could say out of Roswell, we was not too far from. Uh, 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 well, we was uh, about twelve, fourteen miles from uh, Red Ocean, and all. Is out, is out in the sticks, you know. But, but we like the sticks, you know. And all. Roswell's a nice town. We'd go into Roswell quite often. I mean, because then you know Roswell was the the biggest town, uh, you know, close in Red Ocean. Then you know. Right. Uh, it wasn't a whole lot, you know. I know my dad there, him and his friends, they, uh, you know, it was in the uh, middle 50s or so. I mean, they was wanting to buy, uh, like, I think it was 40 or 50 acres right in Riadosa, you know, and mm-hmm. they tried scratching up the money, but I think they wanted ten or $12,000 for it, you know, and my gosh, today 50 acres, there would be no telling what it'd be worth so much money you couldn't count it in your lifetime you know i mean uh things probably starting around uh. okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.